Open up your ears and open up your mind They'll reach into your throat and pull out your spine And when the sun blows up and the earth is gone They'll still experience grind with Kyle and Sean It feels good so, It's been too long It does feel good it has, We took Hey, this was supposed to come out last week And then, you know, life happens sometimes Fucking deal with it, listeners Life Cry uh, me a river. finds a way Yes, life it, finds a way out not only to fuck things up, but to make sure that it actually comes out. You were uh, talking some trash about Dave Michaels? <laughs> actually, I wasn't talking trash about Dave no, Michaels. No, not at all. Not uh, at all. Dave Michaels, which you guys may know as one of the uh, co-hosts of the Cape Podcasters, which I am so glad that they're back to their regular episodes and not these Loki bullshit. I, I know, say, how about that TMT3 episode? Dude, I was on, I think, TMNT1 or 2 with Mitch or just myself. I don't remember, but I was definitely on one of those at one point. Or I listened to it and I thought I was. Eh, who knows? Don't, don't care. <laughs> hey, we've all been there. <laughs> but I always say this Loki bullshit because I haven't watched that yet and I am looking forward to it. But anyways, I was talking to uh, – Dave sent me just a picture of like his uh, – he took a screenshot of his flight down to North Carolina for a little something that we do that we'll get into. And I'm like, fuck, man. I am that guy that literally buys his ticket for a flight like weeks beforehand. You know, I, I don't I don't plan shit just in just in case stuff happens like with work. And I've got to say with the last year and a half. I was like, fuck it. I'm gone. This is off limits. Work can't call me this these four days. I'm buying my ticket now four months in advance, which is fucking insane to me. Yeah, because you're also like a meme at this point for your reluctance to buy a plane ticket until like the day of events sometimes. I don't, you've never cut it that close. I've cut it close enough to be the day before. I think so. Was that the first time in Louisville where your first flight got canceled and you bought a second flight without telling anybody except yes. for Micah? Yes. Yeah, I remember I that. only told Tyler and Micah. Those were the only two people that knew, and that's the that's the only time I've ever seen somebody literally drop a cup out of their hand out of pure <laughs> shock, and that was Benny, who was still probably trashed off a of tequila, taking tequila shots with Joey all night, and literally dropped a cup out of his hand because he couldn't believe it. But yeah, that was, I mean, my flight got canceled. I wasn't going to come, and, you know, Tyler talked me into it. But anyways... Dave sent me that, and it was like one of those kicks in the ass because flights aren't cheap anymore, guys. Nah, bro. Like, people are going back to traveling, and it's more expensive than ever to fly around. So, I let common sense prevail, bought my flight down, and I, as I joked beforehand, I, I haven't buy, bought my return flight <laughs> back yet, so I may be moving in. We'll see what happens, buddy. You could, uh... You could run some cafes around here. F- fucking A, I can. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll do that. I'll do my shit up here remotely. I'm going to be making bank. You can charge charge me the mortgage. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hey, that's that's a goddamn good deal to me. I'll tell you right now. Kyle, why there don't was you... A, I was, I was gonna... just going to talk about Benny, yeah. Because uh, it's funny you mentioned Benny like dropping the cup, which is like one of the most comedic things I've seen happen related to you. And the other would be the time uh, that Micah and Dave came up for the 24-hour stream, and we didn't tell him that you and Mitchell had came. And I remember Micah doing, like, the very comic double-take, like, looking, turning around, and then turning it back and being like, wait, what? Yeah, we were hiding behind your door. 
Yeah, it was pretty which, fucking great. Which was the most ridiculous shit ever. Like, you would think that because we were there hours before then, we would have thought of something much better. Like, waited in the shower until somebody had to pee or something. I don't know. But no, <laughs> we, we just hid behind the door, <laughs> the front door. And it was so been re- funny. Really funny if Mandy had forgot you guys were hiding in the shower and went into pee. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been so what? embarrassing. Would Yeah, would you guys have... Tried to keep extra quiet, or would you like be like, "Well, wait, no." If Mandy There's went the- in there, oh, dude, I would have, I would have been in there like this, like plugging my ears, and right? Like, it's like in rabbit, my head, like, like <laughs> yeah. just f- flight or fright or freeze, like a yeah. fucking scared rabbit, like ah. I'm not here. I don't hear anything. If I don't hear a thing, it, it, this didn't happen. No, it's like no, a baby no, no, no. Playing peekaboo. <laughs> I can't see you. You don't exist. Oh, my God. Man, babies are dumb. Babies are fucking stupid. (laughs) Well, for everybody that doesn't know what the fuck we're talking about, Kyle, you are the orchestrator of this. You've been orchestrating this for, what, five years now? Can you tell the people what we're talking about? I think it's four or five. Yeah, so uh, every year, uh, starting back in, I think, the second year of the show, uh, Ryan always wanted to do something. He mentioned this multiple times, and we just... Decided to say fuck it and go for it, and it turned out to be a really great time. And, you know, I think you guys came down that first year. Second I think year. you did. Missed the first year. Did you guys the miss the first year. year? Okay. And then, yeah. And it's just been, it's a really awesome thing. Uh, essentially, everybody, you know, they say that we're doing such a great thing. Really, all we do is hang out and play video games for 24 hours. Yeah. Uh, we do it on Twitch. It's the Extra Life Fundraiser. Uh, it's coming up in November. That's why we're kind of talking about it now. We're going to be laying a little groundwork here. Yeah. Uh, you know, getting people ready, getting people to know about it. And uh, I think we're going to switch it up this year. I think I'm going to change the hospital to St. Jude's, which is a more of a nationwide thing, and it's for children's cancer research. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm kind of doing that in an effort to maybe broaden people's donations incentives too, you know, like bring in hopefully some more money that's always been my goal with the thing is to try to outdo last year so uh, i think we did four thousand last year yeah, kind of like in a ballpark what is what has been like the amounts over the year over the i think it, i think it went two thousand then three thousand and then last year was four thousand and i think so this year would be we need to do like Hopefully five, I think, is the goal. I know. This has got to be at least – this has got to be five or six years because I've been to, I think, three of them. I don't – I have to look. Maybe I only went to two. I think you've done two. Okay. Because you missed – you did the two middle and then you missed last year, which was our first year here. I had a bit of a COVID scare. I'm not going to lie for anybody that doesn't know. I I was nervous. (laughs) We all did. I mean, I, I work with the public, and I would have I, – I had this very big lingering guilt over if I got everybody sick. Um, yeah, I Because I didn't know, and I was very – you know, I I felt like shit two weeks later when I realized, <laughs> well, I didn't have it, and I missed well, out on this. Though, but man. you know what? Yeah. Better play it safe than whatever, but this year is going to be a fucking – this is going to be a banger, and I'm I'm so excited. I really – Really hope you guys mar- uh, mark this in your calendar and remember to tune in or donate ahead of time. Yeah. We'll also, you know, we'll like I said, we'll be ramping it up. We'll probably get the page going up here soon. And then, you know, everybody can sign up to join the team. 
You know, and that's open to everybody. If you're just a listener, you can join the team and get your friends to donate. You don't have to come to the 24-hour stream. Yeah. Uh, you can just help us out, get us further out there, you know. People are more likely to donate to you than they are to some guy they don't know on the internet. So, you know, o- open open incentive. Help us out. Let's, let's, let's help the kids. Reach out to us. Uh, you know, you guys know you can go to facebook.com slash I think experience grind. If it's not that, just search it. We're the one with the gear. Uh, send us a message. Uh, if you're friends with Kyle or myself on Facebook, shoot us a message. Say you want to be a part of the team. Uh, we'd love to have everybody on there. Like, getting that much money raised for, you know, children's hospitals is just fucking awesome, man. And it's so rewarding. And the fact that I get to do it with you guys and just hang out and see y'all is so cool. On, so. on that note of, uh, you know, fundraising... We do try to have some incentivized things to encourage it. And one I kind of thought of that you and I could do if you're into it. It'd actually be more onus on our guests that are going to be hanging out with us. But I thought we could put it out to them for like a 5 or $10 donation. They can challenge you or me to a game. And if they beat us, whatever they recommend to review, you and I will do on a future episode. Oh, whatever game, is... whatever movie, doesn't fucking matter. So as long as you're on board with it, I think that we sounds can... like a mistake. I think so too. But they have to beat us. We at least have a shot to like. Wait, do we get to choose the game, or is it a game of their choice? Their, their choice, oh. of course. Well, I'm a fucking god at games, so it doesn't matter. That's what I, I mean. We're both pretty okay at most yeah. things, so hopefully, we'll, we'll we will be able to pull something out. But I thought, you know. That could be something fun. Dude, I almost beat your ass playing with my feet while you're blindfolded, so. I do remember that. You and Ryan were playing with one foot apiece, I think. Yeah, which is fucking ridiculous. So, (laughs) guys, like, this is shit that happens on this stream. Like, we do some some crazy shit. And, uh, yeah, so it's it's not something to be missed. Dude, I love that idea. And I know over the the course of the next three and a half months, we're going to be coming up with even more ideas. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited. I hope you guys can get hype. Bring your ass to the show. If you can't show up in person, if you can't show up in person, I know there's a ton of people. It's going to be a star-studded yeah. show. I will let you know that. From the people that oh. I know that are showing up, it's going to be awesome. I'll also say it's a pretty exclusive list, so don't just show up at my house, listeners. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, that's definitely not what I meant. I meant, like, show up yeah. in terms of being the stream. <laughs> Please, come hang out digitally with us. We love you digitally. My uncle might show up. Hey. Hey. Well, <laughs> he's also been thought, one of the biggest supporters. And I know. I think 10 minutes from you. <laughs> I think he's shown. Oh, I see. Show up to the thing. Yeah, because he's hung out in the stream a couple times, I remember. A whole bunch. Pat's fan. Pats. I was gonna say because he always talks about the pets, and I'm like, oh, yeah, uh, shaking yeah. my fist. He literally lives 10, 15 minutes from you. So if yeah. I mean, regardless, I'm gonna I'm gonna visit him in that time. But uh, so yeah, I'm super excited. So guys, again, uh, November twelfth. Are we doing twelfth or thirteenth? I believe the twelfth is Friday. The Friday night into uh-huh. Saturday night. Yeah, cool. I love that idea. That's gonna be prime time. So mark the calendars, folks. Uh, and if you don't have a Twitch already, get it. Twitch.tv slash experience grind. Yep. That um, might be the, uh, that also might be the big test of trying out this multi-stream thing. We might try to push that out to Facebook and YouTube as well to get, again, more eyes on it. Streamlabs. So. We got this, yep. baby. We've we'll been, try it. Things are in the mix, man. Other than that, Shawnee, how the fuck have you been for like the last two weeks? What's going on? Busy as fuck, man. Yeah? Busy as fuck. 
I last Monday for me, busiest my work has ever been in the history of the company. Really? Yeah. Most sales? <laughs> Most sales. And we're running at about half at about half staff. Oh, that's even better. Yeah. So <laughs> pay, payroll's super low. We're making mad money. So it's it's insane. But like I told you, we we meant to record this days ago. We meant to record this last week. Mm-hmm. It, it just keeps getting pushed back, unfortunately. We meant to record yesterday, and I had to go to the pub and solve some issues up there. And it's just – it's one of the casualties of, you know, being so busy and having such few people that – these problems that I should be able to solve through the day, I have to go through my normal eight, nine hours and then go above that and fix those problems, come back. And I apologize to all the listeners who missed out on last week. We don't mean to do this, but like yeah. Kyle says, you know, life uh, gets in the way. Life uh, finds a way. Shawnee is a real fireman over there running around putting out fires yeah. in, other, in other places. It's it's kind of what I do. Everybody just thinks that uh, everybody who comes into my work and has no idea what the fuck I do just thinks that I'm, I don't know, <laughs> running a cafe and making lattes and shit like that. But it goes so much more deep. It, it goes so much more deep co-worker. than that. We have a, oh, Kevin's going to murder me at some point. <laughs> it's going to be on Snapped. <laughs> you know, like, honestly, we, I've known him for 11 years through this company and we've been working together for seven and a half and if he hasn't killed me yet i i don't think he's gonna but i'm fucking trying (laughs) (laughs) sean's got a real suicide wish and this is how he's chosen to go about it i always thought that i was gonna die because i have this really nasty habit of starting to cook food and then passing the fuck out and then waking up and like my house is full of smoke yeah, it happens all the time. It's really awful. I'm gonna die that way, but I'm starting to believe that, <laughs> uh-huh. that it's just gonna be Kevin fucking snapping. <laughs> so, I don't know. We'll see. Have you ever uh, cooked a pizza with the cardboard still on the bottom? Never. I've had a friend do that at my house before. Have you ever uh, uh, set up a, a big ass pot to? Uh, hard boil a shitload of eggs, falling asleep, and then woken up seven hours later to nothing but charred and exploded blackened eggs. Never that. A, the worst. The, the worst I've done is like I used to make all my coffee French press style, mm. and so a lot of times you got to put the pot on and then let it boil before you can add it to the French press. And I there was one time I was I did that, and then I went and played a game for like. Three and a half hours, and then, and then suddenly it was like, "Oh shit, the coffee!" And I ran out, and like, the pot has was like completely bone dry and smoking. Like, it's like, oh, oh yeah, totally, bro. That happens on the weekly for me. <laughs> so, so I set up a pot just last week. Set up a pot to uh, to make some good ramen. Like, I'm gonna if I'm gonna have ramen, I'm gonna spend five, six, seven dollars on like you know some good ramen to make at home. And uh, so I set this pot up to boil, and I went watch some TV. It was probably a wrestling product of some sort on a Wednesday. AEW, watch it. It's really good. Anyways. Uh, I woke up, this was probably like 8, 9 o'clock at night. I woke up at like 3 in the morning because I had a piss. Completely forgot that I had a pot in the stove, right? And I went from my room into my kitchen. I'm like, holy fuck, it's so hot in here. 
and, <laughs> and I look over, the burner's bright red. I'm so glad that I don't have a gas stove because I would already be dead. But uh, got an electric <laughs> stove. The the burner's bright red. The thing's completely empty. The metal's so scorched that it's white inside. And then when you oh. like rinse it, it's sputtering hot water all over you, and it turns instantly black. But yeah, that's like a weekly occurrence for me. <laughs> like, I don't think I have narcolepsy, but like I'm, I've got to be borderline. <laughs> or you, you have some, or I'm just fucking beat. Uh, that or like some, I don't know. Uh, what you need to take some ginkgo biloba? Is that what people take for memory? I don't know. I don't think it's necessarily my memory. It's just like, man, it's we're recording out of Thursday since Monday. I have been able to take one break at work. There's the uh, the incentive to to work oneself to death is the American dream. That's uh, that's what they call pulling yourself up by the bootstrap, Shawnee. So you're just you're living it real style. You know that's how uh, Jeff Bezos got rich. You know that's how Mark Zuckerberg did it. It wasn't off the backs of all of us as consumers. No, they did it by working hard. But the thing is, is I don't think they're launching themselves into space on a salary. <laughs> so no matter how hard I work. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Doesn't it doesn't fucking matter. It was sarcasm. God damn it. So it doesn't this matter is for a, any of us. So this is a reminder to all of you, and this is a big incentive as to why I bought my ticket four months from now, and I said, fuck work. Take time for yourself. Don't mm-hmm. work yourself to death. Stay sane. I know it's so hard right now to you know be in that mindset and it's hard for me that's one of my drawbacks is that i work really hard and i feel like i'm not necessarily judged but i want to go above and beyond but there's a fucking point mental health is the most important thing for you so exactly that comes from sean our mental health expert on that note for me uh i would encourage you to work harder do one extra hour a day, what I'm calling the experience grind oh, power hour. Oh, fuck You do off. one one hour of overtime, and then you donate that hour of overtime to our Patreon oh, people, okay. and then everybody wins. You get to work extra hard, and your boss is proud, and we get the money. It's the experience grind power hour trademark. One, one day a week. That's all we're asking. One day, one hour of overtime. Clear it with your boss, or don't, but you know, just... And then turn around, you donate the Patreon. We have lots of cool stuff on there, and you're helping us out. Come on. <laughs> I fucking love it. You fucking shill. <laughs> <laughs> no, do what Sean said. Take time for yourself, damn it. Yeah. That's the one. Uh, uh, I hate I hate that shit. I'm always, yeah. I hate when jobs forced mandatory overtime. I, every time that they were like, hey, we got overtime up for offers, I never fucking took it. And like all this factory work shit, because I don't care, dude. Yeah. I want my time. Yeah. There's a finite amount of that shit I have on this planet. I don't want to spend it working at that fucking place. So I'm out. Amen. Amen. And I've got to get my mind into that mindset because this is another six six day work week for me. You know, mm-hmm. I'm working. I don't typically work weekends, but you know, I value my employees over my my mental health, which is I get that. One of my again, one of my drawbacks, that's one of my flaws is just like I would rather other people be happy and then I will power through and make shit happen. But uh yeah, it, it's one of those you know, take a step back. See, see where you're at. But Kyle, the last two weeks, what have you been up to, man? Uh, you know, 
hanging out a lot. It wasn't just for your reasons, as you mentioned earlier, we couldn't record last week. It was also very difficult for me because my mother, my mother has been in town visiting and I wanted to spend some time with my mama and, uh, you know, it was just easier. We were doing a lot of things and I was like, man, I, I just didn't have time. And that's, that's life people. You know why? Cause I wanted to enjoy that time with my mama. Cause it's a finite resource. Y'all get out there. Enjoy that time. That's what I did. We went I showed her, like, all the restaurants I go to. This is the first time she's been to North Carolina, so it's the first time she saw my house. Uh, all this cool stuff that I talk about her with when I'm calling her, you know. She got to see all these things. She wanted to see so many things on my drive home, because I call her a lot when I'm on my way home from work, just to chat. And she's like, oh, I wanted to see this thing you mentioned all the time. So I had to show her all these little landmarks. But it's been a, it's been a really good time. We've had a lot of fun, so... You showed her the Kyle drive home? That's fucking fantastic. That's what she wanted to see, man. <laughs> you know, sometimes you just gotta, like, do what mom wants. Right, you know? That's what... Yeah. If mama ain't happy, man, ain't nobody happy, so... <laughs> As I've gotten older, I've really started to appreciate that, especially, like, after my dad died. You know, mm -hmm. like, last time, I think last time I saw my mom... I think my dad was actually still alive. It's crazy. It's been, oh no, that's, that can't be true. Maybe it is. I don't know. But it's one of those, I know like I would go down and visit my mom in Florida and like I notoriously hate Florida. And uh, if anybody's listened to Nerdy Thursday, I fucking hate Florida. Like all real Americans do. We all hate Florida. Yeah. We'll go there to visit, but. Yeah, there's not a single real American in Florida. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Except for, actually, I think Hulk Hogan's from Tampa, and he's a real American. He does have the skin of a hot dog, which <laughs> is a very American feature. And I imagine everybody from Florida naturally has. Did I ever tell you guys? Oh, sorry. I am trying to grab a race off the ground, so if I sounded far away, my bad, guys. Did I tell you what I did at the uh, the the kiddie pool kickball tournament that Mitch and I had a couple a couple of weeks ago. We haven't even talked about this, no. Okay, so on the way there, I made a joke that I had seen a wrestling sign that said Goldberg eats corn uh, corn on the cob the long way and I just find that hilarious. <laughs> right. And so I, I was like, man, how funny would it be if at this thing I ate a hot dog not the sideways. long way. Yeah, the sideways. Uh -huh. And so he knew that uh, the guy that we're going to's house, he has like a 18-year-old kid and she's got a bunch of friends and stuff. I'm like, how funny would it be if I just like sat there and just casually ate a hot dog sideways until somebody like freaked the fuck out? And so for like the first couple of hours, uh, nobody even fucking noticed except for, of course, Gus, Mitch's dad. Mm -hmm. And, like, he gave me this look of just, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Until later that yeah. day when one of uh, this guy's kid's friends showed up and, you know, one of those super jockey, like, oh, I'm better than everybody, right? Just sees me eating this hot really dog cool sideways, guy. you know? Like, if you were to take a grinder, a sober, a hoagie, turn it sideways and eat it from the middle, that's what I did on this hot dog. And he looks at me, he's like, are you serious? Are you serious, kid? I'm like, well, kid, well, thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks so much. <laughs> but I had him rattled up for like two hours. But what were we talking about? I don't know, man. Why the fuck did deep, we get on this? Deep throat and corn on the cob like Goldberg. 
Have you ever seen? Uh, we're talking about Hulk Hogan. Let me. Have you ever seen the Thunder oh, in Paradise Florida. movies? Uh, no. I, You've never probably. seen the Thunder in Paradise. I think I've seen them like mad long ago. Aren't there like four of them? There's at, at least, least I know two. there's definitely two that have Hulk yeah. Hogan. I think he ba- I think there are more. I think Did Tom Arnold is in one. No, almost positive. Right. I, he's got to get that money somehow. There's no but, he took over for Hulk Hogan. Well, of course he did. It's Tom Arnold, man. Action hero superstar. <laughs> man, I was talking about my mom. How the fuck did yeah. I get on this? I don't know. I don't care. Whatever. Oh, it was Goldberg somehow. Well, that turned into the hot dogs. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. My dad, my mom. Oh, appreciate time, time with your parents. There we go. Yeah, we're back. We're back. We made it there, guys. Boom. Oh, thanks for joining us on that journey. That was weird. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember the last couple of times that I went down to visit her, like, everything she does, like, fucking annoys me. Like, we get along great, but because we're... Okay, dude, imagine me, but, like, 50-something years old and mm-hmm. as a chick. Like, sure. that's my mom. Like, our conversations regularly are, like, fuck you, and she goes, yeah, banging Clint Eastwood's on my bucket list, and I'm just like... Cool. Thanks, Ma. So, like, Love we're just, like, we're, like, best friends, but, like, being around each other, I'm sure I don't piss her off, but she pisses me off so bad. But, and this will relate to the movie that we're watching. Once, like, my dad passed and, you know, you start to realize time's kind of limited and you don't have all that time. You know, like, you start ignoring the small shit. And you just go with the flow. Like, your yeah. mom wanting to see all the sights along your trip home and stuff like that. And, like, the beginning of this movie that we're going to talk about really, like, I didn't really see it coming because I haven't seen this in 13 fucking years. And I only watched half of it. But, like, watching it now with a fresh perspective and having lost my dad, it's like, oh, shit. (laughs) Good call. All right. Well, I I mean, I'm not going to be that fucked up, but mm, I don't know. Different circumstances, I I guess. Sure. I don't think you're fucked up at all, buddy. Well, you don't see me behind closed curtains. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) Anyways, enjoy the time with your parents while you can. That's... yes. What I'm saying. And not only parents, just anyone that you love, man. I mean, even though it's digital, I fucking love hanging out with you, Shawnee. Fuck I yeah, love man. doing this. It's it's great. It brings me so much joy. And that's what we're really chasing in this life is that next hit of joy right to the main vein. Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to have a lot of joy right now talking about uh, a millennial goddamn rear window. <laughs> so, Shawnee... Let's talk about this movie that was requested, recommended, whatever the fuck you say to us, uh, by our buddy, uh, Matt, right? Was it Matt? I think so. It was It was via Twitter. I remember it popping up via Twitter, and I'm yeah, so was, glad that neither one of us has this ready. I'm, it was, this is the, the professionalism you get from I like the your Experience Pop podcast. It's, uh, it was Matt Gentile, I believe. Okay, cool. Gentle G, as I know him. Yes. Our good cool. buddy. I, I appreciate the recommendation, and I know as soon as you mentioned it last time we recorded, I was not looking forward to this movie. And then I watched it tonight. 
I have never, ever seen this movie. I don't know why Matt Gentile recommended this movie to us. Uh, but fuck it, he did. And, you know, uh, I guess a little plug here. If you got something you want us to talk about, hit us up on our Twitter or our Facebook. Uh, you know, shoot it, it to us. You know, it was one of those freebies because we do like behind the scenes kind of try to plan out like a couple of weeks worth of shows in advance. And I really appreciate that because it gives me an idea of kind of where it's going and uh, and I can plan watch this stuff. Uh, but it was one of those. It was thrown in there, I think, in the middle of kind of our last block that we did that we had planned out. And um, it, it was unexpected to me. I think I watched part of this in like 2008. I've never seen the whole thing until today. And I'm really curious to see. I I will say right now, it was much better to watch now than it was for me 2008, 13 years ago, uh, 20 year old me. <laughs> sure. It is. It was much different for me watching this than back then. I'm just curious to kind of find out where you stood on it. Um, so are you familiar with Rear Window at all? I've never seen it, but I know it's, I know it's Hitchcock because I yeah. brought that up last time. Yeah. Uh, so I've seen Rear Window before and I've, I've seen a lot of Hitchcock. I'm a big Hitchcock fan. Sure. As a film dork, you kind of fall into that. Um, this was, uh, uh, it was a millennial Rear Window. It, it's updated for the modern era. They, they do video cameras now and... Uh, they modernize it by putting him on house arrest with the ankle monitor instead of having him uh, with a broken leg in a wheelchair as uh, he was in Rear Window. I believe it was uh, fucking the guy who wants to give Mary the moon. And what is that goddamn movie? The Christmas movie. Black and white. A Christmas. Uh, it's a wonderful it's life. A wonderful life. So, Stuart, who the fuck is the guy? Yeah. I, all I know that scene from, and I know what you're talking about, but it uh, I only remember that from uh, Bruce Almighty. Oh, yeah. When he when lassos he the lassos moon. the moon, yeah. <laughs> for sure. What do you want, Mary? Do you want the moon? Man, you do that really I hate, well. I hate that You should movie. do voiceover work. Check out the Patreon. <laughs> Maybe I should. I, I got it. Things are going to happen, people. Yeah, but while while uh, while we get to those things that are happening, Shia LaBeouf, LaBeouf stars in this fucking flick with uh, Carrie Ann Moss, David Morse, and then uh, Sarah Raymer is the meat cute, I guess. Is it Raymer or Romier? Romier, I don't know. It's R O E M E R. Romier. Here's the thing: I don't know anything else this chick has ever been in. She, she looks like Diet Blake Lively. Okay, so she hasn't been in a ton. Um, I did look into her because I was like, <laughs> well, watching this, I'm like, who is this? Right? I've never seen this chick in anything. No, she's ma- married to Chad Michael uh, Murray. Which that sounds familiar. It sounds. Okay. It was one of those, it sounds familiar, and I clicked on his name on IMDb, and I'm like, like I, I looked at that, I'm like, how do I know this name? I don't recognize any of these movies, but I've definitely heard Chad Michael Murray a thousand times in my life. Right, I have too. Is it just because it's a name that sticks out for to you? Because it's maybe it I don't seems know, like a douche. But she's three years older than me. Found that out today. But uh, she's cute. 
She's cute. I thought that... Uh, okay, so I've got to say, this movie made me super uncomfortable. <laughs> really? Yes. I was very uncomfortable for 75% of this movie. Why? Because the whole voyeur aspect... And knowing, oh, sure. And knowing that he's 17, I don't know the age of her... I, I, it was very uncomfortable to watch for I guess, most of this. There was a lot of this movie yeah. that I just listened to and didn't watch the screen because I, <laughs> I just felt uncomfortable. It was, uh, it was certainly a time. This movie came out in 2007, right? Yeah. It is such a fucking time capsule of that era. The fucking Ronnie character. Tell me you didn't, that, oh my God, just the way he's dressed. Oh my God. And the way God. that he acts, this movie is so fucking millennial. Okay, so between that and okay, this wasn't the point that I'm about to make was not so much a thing in the the second two thirds of the movie, but in the first third of the movie, everything you see is a fucking product pr- placement. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Holy shit! What a time capsule of 2007 of product placements. Between you've got Coca Cola right off the bat, they're share him and his dad sharing a glass Coke. Yep. While while fishing, and then you've got father son stuff, and then you've got the Xbox super hyper focused, and mm-hmm. then you've it, like with the, the, with the headset, yes, in oh. the box was ne- still next to his entertainment system or center or whatever. <laughs> the box for the Xbox was still there, and then you had those salt and pepper chips that everybody was eating. Label fully facing the thing, like everything in the first third of this movie was, was like. Product placement, product placement, product placement. I was like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Way to bring me back. I mean, dude, so what year Transformers was around this time too, and I remember Transformers like being just the fucking worst with it. It was so I hated I've never seen another one of those fucking movies because I hated the first one so goddamn much. I don't blame I remember, you. I think I've only the fucking, seen the first. The Xbox like turns into a fucking Transformer and starts killing it's like, God Jesus damn it. Jesus Christ. The Bud Light machine. Dude, I, I've i only seen in the Mark Wahlberg one, he like, there's a Bud Light truck that crashes and he like pops one off on a car door and like chugs it. And everybody's like, yeah, Bud Light, woo! <laughs> Man, there's some really shit movies when it comes to product placement. At least in this one, nobody's like talking about it. And it's like, it's never really, I don't know, referenced. It's just like, it's all shown, and you can tell if you're looking for it. It's like, I guess for the normal person, they'd be like, oh, they're drinking a Coke. That's cool, or whatever. But for me, while I'm watching this movie, I'm like, this is so product placement heavy. It's insane. Like, there's 30 grand from Coke. Oh, yeah. there's 30 grand from Xbox, yeah. or whatever. You know, It's probably more like $300,000, because it's giant corporations and Hollywood films, but... I think the only it's time a, they even referenced it was when he was like under house arrest and he's like, oh, you canceled my Xbox. And then she's like, yeah, and your Apple ID or Apple, Apple I, Music yeah. or whatever. And the Apple Music, too. Yeah, that totally gets name dropped as well and shown yeah. prominently all the Apple stuff. Yeah, he's he tries to log in Apple six playlist. times. <laughs> oh, I got 60 gigs in that. <laughs> yeah. Like, wait. Why can't you act like you don't have any of those songs physically? Every song on your iPod you bought on iTunes? Yeah. I, will I guess. S- I will say, for a movie that came out in 2007, and technology has changed so much, it wasn't that much of a stretch to watch right now. Mm-hmm. 
It wasn't – and, like, yes, could you update this and make it a little bit more realistic with today's technology? Sure. But while watching this – oh, and also Boost Mobile. Super heavily, <laughs> uh, super heavily uh, Remember when prominent that was everywhere. That, yeah. They advertised on MTV all the fucking time, and they had that god-awful commercial with uh, Ricky Avalon and uh, who uh, Jermaine fucking Dupree. Oh, my God. Jermaine Dupree. Last wow. name Dupree, first name the boss. Boost that's Mobile, a, let's go! That's a fucking oh, name shit. I haven't heard in forever. Right, who cares about your name, Jermaine Dupree? <laughs> uh, shit. I don't know. Well, this movie was super... I'm that dude got what you need. Ah, uh, fuck. What was the rest of it? I remember so much of that commercial. It was great. Ah, uh, there was... Who was the other dude that rapped in it? I'm trying to remember. It wasn't the game. I don't know. Was it not, like, Charlemagne or something? It wasn't Charlemagne either. Uh, it was somebody else that I don't like because he's garbage. So not Charlemagne? So- <laughs> 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 oh, man. Who the fuck I, was it? Man, this is... Young Jeezy, that's right. Young Jeezy. Isn't yeah. that like... Isn't that Lil Wayne or something? Or... They no. all got like easy names, right? Like Wheezy, Jeezy. And Young. Geezy. It's like Jif and Gif. <laughs> is it just like that? Jif and Gif? <laughs> Yo, that's coming up in a couple of months too. I know. Yeah. We're going to have to battle for that again for the next year. Yeah, Jifs. Um, yeah, this one is super uh, uncomfortable. <laughs> This his, I didn't think this movie was bad. I'll just go ahead and throw that out there. It was just again, it was so, it was PG thirteen. It's made for an audience that even when it came out, I was too old for. Like yeah. I'm, I'm at that cut. Like this wasn't really for me, and it's still not really for me. It's not a bad movie per se. The PG thirteen holds it back because it's really not. And also, fucking David Morris is not an intimidating serial killer at fucking all. He, he did make me super uncomfortable in this, though. When what? he gets in the car with the young girl in the yes. fucking park, yeah. Yeah, this is what I'm out. talking about. Like, every yeah. scene in this movie is fucking uncomfortable. And it's just like, uh, between that, he unhooks the keys. You also got Shia LaBeouf. Okay, his name's Kale. Like, nobody also, likes yes, Kale. stupid. You know? And nobody... I, it's like... 45 minutes into the movie, and I turned to my mom and Mandy and was like, are they saying his name is Kale, like the fucking vegetable? Yeah. And then they're like, yeah. And I'm like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Who names their kid Kale? I don't know. And that's before Kale was even cool. So, like, back then, even then he was a loser. Like, yeah. weird. So, like, you got that. You got him spying on people, being a pervert. He set a fucking reminder on his flip boost mobile phone for when she's doing yoga up there. It's like, and then, and then, when she finds out that he's been spying on her, and he goes through this whole thing, like, yeah, you do this thing with your hair, and you look in the mirror, and you read books, but not, like, magazines, but, like, books. She's like, that's either super creepy or super hot. And then they make out. I'm like, well, you guys were talking about Stockholm Syndrome earlier. Like, what the fuck's going on? Like, Weird. <laughs> Also, she would not be into it if Shia LaBeouf looked like me instead of Shia LaBeouf. No, it's like probably not. It's, have you seen the meme of uh, like the the hot dude at the office? It's like, hey, Carol, you look great, and she's like, thanks. And then it's like the fat, ugly dude with glasses saying the same thing. She's like, I need HR. <laughs> That's why I'm also it. HR. 
I'm just kidding. You're, <laughs> you're HR? You're the new HR? I mean, I mean technically I am, but... <laughs> oh, I'm not I the see. bad, ugly dude saying people look good. <laughs> and also, am, you're not fat and ugly. You lost a shitload of weight. You're doing fucking awesome. And you I didn't even... You weren't even fat before. You're just fucking awesome. I was... I guess I was technically... According to, like, the charts, I was obese. Because obese is, like, a weird thing, but... Would you believe that I'm technically obese? Right, it's a, it's yeah. a, that's what I'm saying. It's a weird clarification level, but I I'm pretty sure I'm not in that level anymore. So it's it's fucking weird. When I was like yeah. losing weight a year and a half ago, I was like, I have to be 162 pounds to not be overweight. Yeah, like, like that's weird. And I got the to BMI 160, index. and I looked. And I'm like, I'm underweight. Like this is gross. You need some meat Anyways. on them bones, boy. Yeah. Anyways, need to need to fatten you up. So you watched this with your mom and Mandy. What was the overall feeling in the room when this movie ended? What what were you guys? What were the thoughts here? Well, I'll <laughs> tell you this. Um, so we watched this together, and then two days ago, I was like, "Hey, let's watch a scary movie," and I watched Midsummer with them, Sean. <laughs> oh no, with both of them. Oh, how's yeah. your mom like that? <laughs> She didn't, did she? I, th- I think better than Mandy, to be completely honest with Mandy you. Mandy hadn't seen Midsummer. No, neither of them had. Oh, my and, uh, God. I'd forgotten a lot about it because I'd only seen it in theaters. And, uh, did you watch the extended? To, yeah, the director's cut. Ugh. I haven't seen that yet. To, I got to the end and, you know, there's the whole uh, insemination scene. And then it was like halfway through that, Mandy looks at me and she goes, I thought you said this was a fucking horror movie. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, kind of. It's making you feel weird. She's like, oh, yeah, I feel fucking weird. <laughs> so slight tangent on here, guys. This is not related to the movie that we're talking about. This is Midsummer Story. You guys don't know me if you haven't listened to Nerdy Thursday you don't know this. I actually went on a first date to Midsummer, mm-hmm. based on the fact that I was told it was a horror. It was one of the scariest movies that this person had ever seen, and it takes place in broad daylight. And I knew that this person that I was seeing with, she loves horror movies. So spent the day at the beach, grabbed dinner, went to the movies, and as soon as it hit that scene, I leaned over and said. Uh, remember that time I took you to see a porno? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It yeah. definitely felt like that, uh, for sure. It was, uh, it was an uncomfortable thing. I, I highly do not recommend watching Midsummer with your mother and your wife. No. It's, uh, it's not a treat. <laughs> Watch it on your own. So, uh, I will say, yeah, they, they liked this movie a lot more. I think they actually both kind of enjoyed it overall it was silly we laughed at a lot of parts um again it is such a fucking perfect time capsule for the early 2000s yeah like uh even the soundtrack is like that sort of starts with system of a down Mm -hmm. it's got all that that radio rock that such a lonely day oh yeah when he's (laughs) because he uh he, he punches the shit out of his his spanish teacher and then oh lo and behold the cop that was excessive. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like, okay, so getting to, you know, you lose your dad. I And the thing is, is like, I know that he has a lot of guilt built up. He thinks that, you know, he caused it. I mean, I guess technically, but like, 
you can't have the blame there. It was some road doucher, road rage doucher, in and out, swerving in and out. You couldn't see a car that was broken down. And shit happens. You know, not also, also the car that smoked them when they were upside down. How did that guy not see them? Terrible like, driving. Terrible driving. Not paying attention. There was no other cars on the road. It was a straightaway. How did you not avoid that? I don't know. On a lot of this could have been avoided. Yeah. And on top of that, how much of an asshole is his fucking Spanish teacher who knows that his father has passed away and he's going through shit and he still picks on him and singles him out in class? What a fucking prick, man. I know for a fact, back in high school, uh, you know, people in our school had passed away from tragic accidents. People Mm -hmm. had lost parents. And I'll tell you right now, that shit does not happen. You do get special treatment and maybe not special treatment, but you get fucking leniency. Yes. Like that teacher was an asshole. And. Okay, here's the hot take. I said it was excessive. Should have punched him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said it was excessive. No, fuck that guy. He should have been punched in the fucking face. He got exactly what he deserved. Fuck that asshole. What a what a piece of shit. What a terrible teacher. Fucking school board sucks. You're totally justified. (laughs) Where does this where does this split take place? I have to assume California. That's where everything cool okay. takes place. Well, I only ask because the only location that we know for certain is that the murderer is from Texas. And that is the only location that I had a uh, a direct, like, this is where somebody's from. This is – that's Man. the only location I had, and it was weird. And I was I'm trying glad- to figure out, like, where is this? Suburbia. Cool, obviously. <laughs> That's, that's so stupid. Also, here's two things. Uh, did you know this movie was produced by Steven Spielberg? No. I, it is. I did not. And uh, the the shot of the kid on his tricycle at the start was all Steven Spielberg's idea. He said that would be funny. And kind of was funny, I it, guess. It's got E.T. vibes. I love the mom yeah. chasing after the kid. Exactly. And I, I, yeah. as soon as I heard, I was like, oh, that's absolutely a Spielberg okay. thing. That feel that felt like a Spielberg thing. Now that you said that, like, that makes complete sense. Another thing, and he, this one blew me the fuck away. Uh, while presented as being in directly in his backyard, the fucking house that Shia LaBeouf lived in and the serial killer's house weren't even in the same city. <laughs> Really? Yeah, dude. That's like, just good in terms movie of making filming? magic. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, right? You had no fucking idea. Wow. Uh-huh. Okay. So Not I would have imagined the that they just found like the perfect street in America. Right. But that's just good movie making. Like, holy shit. I had no idea. Like, it's it flows together so seamlessly and perfectly. Okay. So is God. that good movie making or just like really sh- like lazy mo- movie making? It, no, I think it's good because you don't. Neither of us had either, any idea that like they weren't right next to each other. You just I, go I'm with just, it. I'm just joking about cost. Oh. It's like <laughs> you're doing two different locations. Couldn't you just right. find one perfect street? And that's what I would do. Is like if I if I was making any movie, I'd find what where I was like, all right, we got to do it here. <laughs> this is why and we're not look, making movies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's why nobody fucking hires us. Because <laughs> again. That worked beautifully. I would have had no idea. I didn't have any idea. Is um, um Sa- uh, Sarah the neighbor? Is her house tangentially? I believe so. I don't think. I think that was fairly. Right, they were right next to each other. Man, weird. Man, this kid's got issues, huh? Who Shia LaBeouf? Yeah. Kale. Yeah, Kale's got some fucking issues. 
Like, not even just, like, punching his teacher out. He's got, like, weird, like, alpha issues. He's got um, a jealousy weird issues. stalking. Okay, he's got stalking issues, jealousy issues, control issues. Voyeurism. Vo- the voyeurism, which I think may have led to more. Like, there's no reason, honest to God, there's no reason that the Ashley character should see anything in Kale. Especially since he's he blew up on her like four times for having a party. Yeah. And, and she's known him for like a week. Yeah. Like, and, that, and, like <laughs> there's so much in this that made me so uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm like... The- that's so controlling and weird oh, for sure. and fucked and up. When he like puts the stereo out there and he's playing the song and it's such an obvious cry for attention and then she just like breaks into his house and yeah, it's a it's all around. It's a weird movie. And again, it just feels like I am not I I wasn't the target audience for this movie. It was yeah. young preteens and and of that ilk and so it just on that level, I don't think the movie works for me. It also, like, there's a lot of silly stuff, like when he discovers the dude as the real killer because Ronnie tripped running through the house with the camera and he happened to fall and get, like, a one-second shot looking into the grate. And then through that black-and-white one-shot, Shia Buff's like, was that a face? Oh, my God. What's really even more fucked up about that is that same grate, when he finds the grate and removes the grate... The body's tucked off to the side. How the fuck did, like, it even pop up on the grate? It makes no sense. It's not like this killer. So I do I do appreciate the smartness of the killer in some of the scenes, the shit that you don't see off there and you have to assume in your head that he's doing. But that's not one of the things that's going to happen because he didn't even realize that it was caught on tape until all this shit's happening. And he's like, oh, you got it on tape. Oh, I wish this, this guy didn't also happen. Has, like, oh. He has one of the highest body counts of serial killers of all time because they said so he moved from Texas and they found bodies in his wall in Texas, which means he had at least somewhat of a collection there and then moved here. And he had at least like fucking 10 more to 20 bodies in this house. What is up with the fucking giant dirt dungeon with a fucking water hole? Yeah, even more bodies down there that he doesn't even have in the wall. This dude has killed, like, 50 fucking people, which, like, most serial killers don't even get into the double digits. Right. They're caught before 10. Yeah. Like, by, like, 15, 20. Like, I was a weird kid, and I love serial killer books, like, reading up on serial killers. And, like, by, like, 20, you're, like, sending out notes, like, trying to get, like, make it more exciting. This guy is just fucking going insane and like Dude. how long had he been living there because right. i don't feel like it it was that long because he did uh so kale the weird ass vegetable fucking pulled up the brew the blueprints and was talking about like oh this shit got put in like that's stuff that you would have noticed over the years i feel like this neighbor has only been there for five years or less there is no way that those bodies in that water fucking sewer thing under the house were that decomposed. It was various <laughs> stages of decomposition. Okay, I know I'm getting super into this. No, because like, I'm going to break as, even more down. Yeah, as soon as that happened and I saw the skeleton that rolled over, I'm like, what's this guy been here for like 20 fucking years? Or did he and flay like, the entire body? Like, this makes no sense. And that... There's no way that doesn't stink. He has a fucking deer carcass in his garage. Like, what the fuck? Also, holy shit, this dude has a modern 
blend in with everyday vehicle and he uses a goddamn 1963 blue Mustang as his murder car? No! No! Thank you. And yeah. they're like, there's only there's, there's no way there's multiple of those cars anywhere that's going to stick out like a sore thumb. I got Some it bullshit. repaired for the car show. <laughs> and then he's got a fucking kill room. A Dexter kill room. Where in the kill room, there's another secret passage. Yeah. So in How case, he get- by the way, in case you found the secret kill room with all the locks and all this suspicious shit, there's another secret room behind How that. does he get a full-on solid steel metal morgue operating table into his fucking house real quick that was a pool table it was a pool table it was a fucking pool table dude i was i was looking at this i'm like what the fuck's going on and i was like that's a pool table was this a pool room and then i was like he legitimately replaced all the tile on the floor in the wall installed all the all these dude it was a pool table covered in a sheet of plastic oh my god it was a fucking pool table I didn't even pick up on that. I, I thought it was much more advanced. Either no. Way, it was Everything bullshit. else in the room was, but a fucking pool table. Yeah. And so you got this guy who is creating a whole kill room. He's got a, a room leading to the back where he's disposing of the bodies for some reason, which is somehow under the, under the house. So it leads down into a basement that nobody knows exists. Uh, Kyle, step it out. So I'm just vamping on. All is good. So you're going to... Go into this basement, step on a creaky board for some reason, which, like, why is this board even here? Because underneath it is a pool of water filled with bodies that should be stinking the shit up. It's insane. And then there's grates, all sort of hidden compartments. When the police showed up earlier in the movie, I said earlier as if, you know, it wasn't 15, 20 minutes earlier. They show up, they go through the house, they check out all of this shit, and they don't get a whiff of dead body. They don't see nothing except for a fucking blue tarp filled with a deer, which I, I thought was kind of a nice touch. It was like one of those – actually, it was a nice touch, but it was a lazy touch. But it was also it a was nice also, touch. Yeah. But it, it was, was a convenient, a nice like – Yeah. It was – Oh. It was – this movie throws you a lot of red herrings as a watcher. Which I thought was okay because you're supposed to see this through the eyes of Kale. Mm-hmm. And so when you see those red herrings, you're seeing his red herrings. But even that that scene where you see him butchering the deer and taking down the tarps, Kale doesn't even see. So it's like, why did we see it? Mm-hmm. Outside of it was convenient for the plot and for the story. And I know I'm tearing this apart, but like I genuinely like at the end of this movie, I'm not upset that I watched it. That's the thing. It's it's not a bad movie. It's no. not groundbreaking, but I mean, it's a perfectly serviceable movie for what it was. It was an investment to make money off teenagers, blah, 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 blah. Sean, I want to know, like, it is sort of forgettable. Do you have a favorite scene out of this movie? Fuck, man. I, uh, so remembering back when I was like 17, 18, 19, I, I really did... I did appreciate the touch of um, 
and maybe this is just like younger fantasy me of just like they're him and Ronald are watching her like swim in the pool. And then like maybe she notices, maybe she doesn't like she doesn't. I don't think she does, because later when they go through that whole creepy, like I've been watching you for weeks thing, she didn't realize she, he had been watching. But like she gets out of the pool and comes over and she's like, hey, I like video games. Let me come in. I'm going to hang oh, out. Oh, yeah. Like, I thought that was, like, kind of a, a fun, like, but also, again, it's really targeting that age. And, mm-hmm. you know, the late teens and being like, oh, this is a fantasy moment. I, I thought that was, you know, bringing me back to a timepiece like this and bringing me back to that age. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. But outside of that, I really, dude, I, I really didn't mind David Morris as the killer. I thought, no, that's I thought, cool. I thought he was actually pretty intimidating the whole fucking movie, which I know is against what you said earlier. I thought he was very hey. intimidating, well, very uncomfortable, very. He was very intimidating, <laughs> but that's also <laughs> that's also because he was also cast against people who were in their mid to late teens. Sure. And yeah. you're seeing this movie from their perspective, and maybe it put me into that mindset while watching it. But like, I'm like, man, this guy is a super dick. Like when he shows up with his mom, like <laughs> at, at the yeah when yeah. Ka- when Kale's making a bagel, opens the fridge, closes the fridge, and he's there. I'm like, and he's just like he's got this very douchebag presence of just like I'm in control, like. Or attempting to be. It was very He's, uncomfortable. Again, somebody... I've said that word a hundred times. <laughs> it definitely was when he gets in the car. I 100% agree with you yeah. on that. Like, that was a very was well gross. done scene. Yeah. Um, I liked uh, I liked when he's trying to figure out the boundaries of where the, the ankle is going to beep and he's putting up the perimeter. That was awesome, dude. That was it, a really good one. And it plays through the whole movie. It's not a throwaway yeah. scene. Like, that could have very easily been a throwaway scene, but it wasn't. It's the whole and movie. And it, it does, and it, it, it's a nice visual representation. It shows us a boundary that he's trapped behind, so it, it does a nice job of selling the isolation. I was also kind of a big fan of, uh, you know, watching the Girls Gone Wild commercial and then having the, the previous channel button up and flipping it as soon as the mom walked in. I, Oh, I get that. that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, that was, I was like, all right, that's that's pretty plausible. I'll give you that one. I like how that paid off even with the, the little shithead kids that left the burning poo on his doorstep. And mm-hmm. then later, that whole scene kind of like the same shit went down. And then at the end of the movie, they couldn't catch it in time. Like that was a fun little payoff. Like there wasn't a lot of things that happened in this movie that didn't have a payoff. So I also it was also. That. This movie also uh, made me believe, or wants you to believe, that a whole lot more people do a lot of shit with their windows wide fucking open. <laughs> Which that was weird. So it makes sense, sort of, in Rear Window because it takes place sort of in like uh, an apartment high rise sort of situation, whereas this is literally in suburbia. I live in suburbia. Nobody fucking hangs out with their windows open. People don't want people looking into their house. So yeah. there's a lot of blinds drawn. Only you saw this. But as you were saying that, I did like a quick 360, 360 to see how many like blinds I had open. Every single blind in this room is closed. In my living room, which is adjacent to my bedroom, uh, I have two 
pulled halfway up. And at the, I don't care if somebody sees me naked. But I also realized if you walk around naked and somebody sees you from the outside, you can get in trouble. It's weird. It's like being a, a voyeur in your own house. It's weird. It's a reverse voyeur. It's look at this tea. Yeah, look, look at this, this humongous cock. Look at this schlonger. <laughs> but, like, talking about that and, like, how kind of unrealistic, I think that's rather unrealistic. Like, if you're in mm-hmm. that, you're going to pull your shades. Dude, you talked about, like, my favorite scene. You asked me what my favorite scene in this was. Like, what did you find to be completely unrealistic or just just to be, like, a stupid scene? I get the, so... Of course, the shit under the house with, like, all the dead bodies that are just there yeah. is ridiculous. But also, like, the uh, the whole watching him in the hardware store, him just, he's going to pick out a brand new shovel and then he somehow figures out that homegirl's there tracking. It's that and he serial knew killer that, six and shit. Yeah. And he knew that Kale was watching as well. Yeah. Which was... Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but it was like no, there's, like putting that those two together. Mm. That was really it for me again, it, and just overall, it wasn't exciting. I sure, it's not bad, but it's just it's not great either. It's sure. a medium movie. Sure, I didn't hate it, but I'm not going to seek it out. I thought I was going to hate it. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Because when I first tried to watch this 13 years ago, I turned it off. I thought it was dog shit. I thought it was boring. Didn't care. I connected more with it now than I did back then. I don't know if I don't know what changed me to make that, but uh, I did. I did. I mean, I I enjoyed most of my time with it. Uh, The one scene that I thought for me that was like, huh? Was like the scene when his buddy Ronald there like texts like he texts him and goes, "Watch your TV screen." Oh yeah, and it shows him dead. Shit. I'm like, really? Like your buddy here is is gung ho that his neighbor's a murderer, and you're gonna do this? Like I was like, I wouldn't even do that to my the best of my friends. Like if I right, like that's and really like- fucked up. Not only that, he knows that, like, he went to that dude's house, had to yeah. deal with the fucking cops, and and then still fuck. It's like, yeah. dude, that what a shitty friend. I totally agree. That is the one scene like, for me where I was like, they should have cut the scene. This scene makes yeah. no fucking sense. And just had Ronnie, or rewritten it, and just had, like, Ronnie show up and be like, dude, I'm so sorry. But no, yeah, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, I broke my phone on, on the way out. But, like, then you have but then you have to rewrite the whole, like, here's my escape sequence and shit like that. Which, like, I get that that creates a, a whole convolution. But you didn't have to do this whole you're pretending to be dead in this fucking closet thing. It was, it was weird. And, of course, it had that weird – what's that fucking – that snack, that pastry? Um, Yoo-hoo? Not a Yoo-hoo. Twinkies? A Twinkie. The, the Tweaky yeah. uh, sculpture in the background. So you knew that it was at his house, you know? And like, oh, my God, he's, the killer snuck in and he didn't even know it. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. That's what mm-hmm. it got to me. It's, what, it's totally, another like, red what? herring, like you said. There's another <sighs> giant red herring Fuck, that this man. movie throws at you. Uh, Shiny Boy, I, I don't really have a good rating system for a review. Do you? 
Dude, I can come up with like twenty. I know. Like I, I've been I just trying to think. I just mentioned Twinkies. Like we could do a Twinkie Tower. We could do. We could also do shovels? bodies in the wall. How many bodies in the wall? Like we're talking about that fucking uh, god damn it, Kevin Bacon movie. What the hell is that movie? Stir of Echoes. Stir. Is that the one where there's know. bodies in the wall in the basement? I don't know. Whatever. doesn't matter. People will let us know, <laughs> I'm sure. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Video cameras because this kid has 12 fucking uh, camcorders for some reason. He does have that too. Fucking I'm feeling the Twinkie Tower. I'm feeling the Twinkie Tower. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so that, if we're going to make right. a, a Twinkie Tower, Kyle, if we're going to sit here... I'm going to shoot it to you first. So if we're going to sit here in front of me, I got a whole stack of Twinkies, right? We're Let's gonna say 100. 100 Twinkie Towers? Or 100 Twinkies. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to sit here in front of me. We're going to make a Twinkie Castle. How many Twinkies are you going to use to make this castle to, uh, to rate this movie? Out of 100. Out of 100, I'm going to give it a solid 60. Okay. I thought we were going to be super close to each other. <laughs> oh, yeah? Are you lower or higher? Yeah, I'm a little higher. Actually, we're, okay. still, su- we're still super close. <laughs> okay. Yeah, 60 yeah, is fair. It's, it's yeah. better than average, but not by much. It is a competent movie. And Shia LaBeouf is good, even though he plays a creepy weirdo. He's still good to watch. He's exciting to watch. He's a great actor. So he is a I, fantastic I, actor. Yeah. Carrie Ann Moss is really underused here. They could have got anybody to play basic suburban mom. Mm -hmm. Um, But she'd also just had a baby like five weeks before this movie. So that's maybe why she didn't do a lot of action things. She is Trinity from the fucking Matrix. And she was just, again, there's so many other people. Yeah. There's just so many other people that could have been bland suburban mom that doesn't do anything. I I feel they really wasted Carrie here. So other than that, yeah, I'd say 60's fair. Okay. I, I feel like what that makes sense. What about you, buddy? Dude, I'm not going to lie. Like I said, this made me very uncomfortable for most of the movie, and that <laughs> doesn't really bode well for my enjoyment in the time that I watched the movie. But by the end of the movie, I thought that it ended well. I'm not gonna, also not going to lie. I really wanted to stop watching about three quarters of the way through the movie. <laughs> It's just like it's it's creepy. It's creepy. It's voyeuristic. I I I just don't dig that. And it it's just like it's a bunch of teenagers. I I don't know. I'm 33, man. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> like, okay, yeah, really low. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm personally 33 years oh. old. Oh. <laughs> okay. I got. I thought you were rating at 33. No, I'm 33 years old, man. Like that's weird as fuck, man. Yeah. Uh, okay. The shining things for me in this movie were I I loved Aaron Yu. Um, Aaron Yu, who played Ronald, uh, mm-hmm. I've seen, like, I recognize him from a bunch of stuff. He's always a good, very comedic, uh, value to anything that you watch. Shia LaBeouf did a great job. And Sarah Romier, or however you say her name, she was pretty good as well. She wasn't bad. But, uh, man, I don't know. The critics rate this pretty high. The critics, the audience, they read it pretty high, close to 80. And I, I can't go that high. Like, I'm giving this, I'd give this like a C, which is, I, I'll give it a 73. Okay. 
73 out of 100. Yeah, it's like I'm not upset that I watched it. It's one of those like it it wasn't a failure. I watched it. It was good. Like it's an experience. This is all this is all an experience grind, obviously. But um, I don't know. It wasn't it wasn't great. (laughs) That's the way. Exactly. Like overall, it's just that's I I guess that's the way the episode's going to peter out because that's the way the movie does. It's just sort of eh. Yeah. Okay. Moving on to something else. It's, it's like really ha- nothing was fantastic. How yeah. many times can this kid trip off his fucking ankle bracelet? Right. And have cops come. You know, it's like eventually, eventually, it's going to be the winner. Like as soon as the first time, you're like, all right, the last time this goes off, it's going to be the one that makes sense. And, and I did again. This this is a this is a touch on the movie. I do like. That when, uh, what's his name, Mr. Turner, David Morse's character, was fighting Kale in the kitchen, Kale was kept trying to rip the transponder off to oh, alert yeah. the police. I thought that was a fantastic, fantastic attention to detail. Yeah, and it, it was a Schrodinger's gun situation because they set it up earlier when Viola Davis was there going over all the rules. and yeah. So it, 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 we we knew why he was doing it. It made sense. And we were pulling for him to do it. It was a good, suspenseful thing to like watch him try to get it. So, yeah, I Ag- agree. Uh, again, not a lot of uh, not a lot of things left unsolved. But all the things that were solved and all the things in the in-between, some of them didn't make sense and some of them were down, downright creepy. So, yeah. I don't know. That's just where I stand. Well, Sean, Gentle G, sorry if that's not what you expected. <laughs> yeah, but thanks for the recommendation. Let us know why you recommended this one. And uh, until that next time, Sean, why don't you tell Gentle G and the rest of our lovely audience what they can go do? Um. Well, first of all, you can go to our Twitter, subscribe there. You can go to our Facebook, subscribe there. Go to our fucking Twitch and subscribe there so you can watch our For the Kids stream in November, but until that comes up, all of you can go fuck yourselves! Yeah, boy! Go fuck yourself, go fuck yourself!